everybody. We're back. We're back. We're fixed up here now. We have Karsten Whitson on the show. Karsten, welcome back. Welcome to the draft party. Happy to have you on and uh, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, it's going to be an uh, interesting draft this year. Obviously, only five rounds and uh, a, a bit of a shorter draft this year. And let's get into my first question, talking about the MLB draft. Obviously, you are a former minor league pitcher, even though you do coach now for USF. You coach for the South Florida Bulls now um, in the American Athletic Conference. You know, you being a minor league pitcher, how is, you know, being able to play in the minor leagues and being able to have that minor league experience help you coach these collegiate pitchers at the collegiate level? Yes, good question. You know, I think, um, you know, I'll start by saying that, you know, having the experience doesn't necessarily make you a good coach and not having it, you know, doesn't make you qualified as well. I think, I think it's, it's good. You've got to balance, you know, the playing experience with, with the things that you know to be true as a coach. You know, I think uh, being a younger coach myself, you know, uh, in, in this profession and having done it, you know, having pitched in the minor leagues, you know, coaching guys that aspire to pitch uh, in professional baseball, it's definitely nice, uh, to kind of get in the trenches with our guys on a day-to-day basis, you know, and I think that the buy-in from, from our players is, is a little bit quicker, you know, with, with someone that, that has the experience that's done it. So, um, you know, it's like anything, you know, when you're learning from somebody that, that has firsthand experience and doing it, you know, you tend to listen and buy in a little bit better. So, um, you know, it makes for a pretty good, uh, you know, it makes for a pretty good working relationship with our players for sure. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I understand where you're coming from on that, you know, having, and I'll, you know, having that experience definitely helps, you know, you just, you know, you've, you've been, you know what it's like to be on that grind and such and the minor league, I tell you what, man, it's a, it's definitely a grind. So yeah, I understand what you're coming from on that. Uh, going into my next question here, you know, obviously everybody, every, all, I bet you all the players in at USF, their goal is to obviously make it to the MLB draft and such. What do you tell players USF players about the draft, you know, about what you, they can expect if they do decide to go to the draft after they their college days are over. And what was your draft experience like? You know, what was your time being drafted by the Red Sox organization? What was that like being drafted and such? Yeah, for sure. You know, the guys that we, you know, that we are able to get on campus uh, at USF, you know, all of our guys aspire, you know, to, to play professional baseball and I tell our guys, you know, look, it's, it's a long journey. You know, a lot of the stuff that happens with the draft, you can't control, Um, you know, so you, you have that long-term goal, you know, you, you have the long-term goal of of wanting to get drafted, but, you know, we have to establish things that we do every single day that help us, you know, prepare for that. And I think the ultimate goal for me as a coach is when our guys do get that opportunity to get drafted, they do, they do hear their name called. I think the, the the most satisfaction that we have as coaches is for them to excel and to have success right away. You know, I think that that shows what we've done at USF, you know, will, will translate to having success in professional baseball. And I think guys, you know, recruits look, look for schools that do that, um, you know, and in terms of getting drafted, you know, yeah, I was fortunate, you know, I've been drafted three times. I was, I was a first round draft pick out of high school. You know, that was a unique situation Then I went to the university of Florida um, I actually got drafted the year that I had surgery. So that was kind of, you know, a, a unique situation in its own. And then the third time I was drafted in 14 by the Red Sox, I was, uh, I was ready to go. You know, I was ready to start my professional career. And, um, you know, I had, I had been through some ups and downs. So I, I was ready to, to make that journey yeah. in, uh, in professional baseball. Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. And yeah, definitely um, just, just the, 
again the process you know is has changed so much i i expect it ha has it changed at all even you know when it comes to just the process of developing players and such even when you were in the minor leagues and such has that changed to even nowadays you know with having things like track man and all these analytics and stuff has a process changed at all and just developing these players and such yeah i mean I, I i can tell you that the language is a little different you know i mean i'm like i said i'm i'm a fairly young coach in this industry i mean i'm only 28 years old but even going back uh six years ago when i was drafted by the red sox in 14 you know they were just starting to come around with with that language of, of speaking of the technology the data but even even in the Red Sox system, you know, in 2014 and 15, uh, we didn't have the rap sodas. You know, as a player, that stuff wasn't important because we didn't know about it. And fast forward six years later, how it's gone in the professional ranks to now the college ranks. We're recruiting kids out of high school that know more about it than we do as coaches. So, you know, I've had to I've had to you know study up on 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 the the data and the industry as it's evolved over the last couple of years. Um, because in, in today's age, you know, players, players have access to more things than, than I did, you know, six, seven years ago. So that's been interesting to, to study up on that and at least, at least be able to speak the language to players that, that do know it, that do use the track man, the rap Soto. And then if we can offer that, you know, as coaches at USF, you know, we have Yacker tech, we have rap Soto to at least speak the language with our players and what that looks like so that when they do get into pro ball, they'll have a better understanding and they're able to art art articulate that with their coaches as well. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, and then let's get in. Obviously you talked about, you touched base on, you know, being young, obviously you're only 28, which is re really young, you know, for being a coach and such, you know, do you think being younger and just getting out of the league and just having, you know, that recent experience helps your players relate to you more because of your youthfulness, because you're a younger player. So you can kind of relate to even them more as well as a coach, because, you know, again, they're only maybe 21, 20 in their twenties and early twenties, 21, 20 years old. Do you think that helps, you know, being youthful and such? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's a, you know, it's, it's a positive thing for us, you know, and, listen, this game's all about relationships, man. And, and the better, the better relationship you could have with your players, I think you can, you can unlock things with them and their potential, you know, because there's trust, you know, you, you trust is a two way street in coaching and, and, and having your player buy in and trusting to what you're, you're trying to get them to do. And, and so, you know, for me, it starts, you know, just, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, being a, a younger coach and having just done it, I know what these guys are going through. You know, I, I'm, I'm just coming off of, you know, pitching in the college world series, you know, four or five years ago and, and uh, you know, having my, you know, tour through pro ball, even though it was short lived due to injury, but um, you know, all that is still fresh and new to me. So I'm, I'm able to, to speak that language to guys, you know, because I've done it recently and, and I do think that our guys, you know, buy into that a little quicker for sure. Yeah. And um, one of the guys who is going to be on some of the eyes are, uh, eyes are going to be on at least USF fans when it at least with USF fans is uh, Carson Ragsdale who is draft eligible this year he is one of the top 200 prospects in the MLB draft according to MLB pipeline what was it like getting to work with uh, Carson and what was it what were some things that he brings to the table for an MLB organization you know what what can MLB organizations expect out of Carson when he gets to that pro level yeah for sure I mean it I tell you, man, it was a joy to, to get to work with Carson, you know, and scouts will tell you this, probably the hardest thing to, to evaluate is makeup, right? There's not, 
there's really not a grade you can put on that that you see on the field. I mean, you scouts try to assess it, but or evaluate it, but it's really hard. And I can tell you from a makeup standpoint, what, what Carson's about as a person, how he goes about his work every single day, uh, whichever organization drafts him, you know, they're getting a good one. They're getting a professional already. He's already a professional by how, how he went about his work this year. So, um, you know, and I've, I've told numerous scouts that, that have called about him. And then in terms of what he does when he's on the mound, I mean, it's pretty special. You know, you talk about a guy that this year was coming off of a, you know, a, a, a Tommy John surgery, which, um, you know, anytime that you have a, a, an injury as a player, I don't care if it's, you know, stubbing your toe or, you know, um, having six anchors put in your shoulder, you know, there's still that, that aspect of getting over that injury and, and trusting that, you know, everything's okay and you're able to perform at, at the level that you were prior to getting hurt. So um, just watching him go through that process and, and just, you know, kind of being there, you know, alongside him, I can tell you that more times than not, I just kind of stayed out of the way and let him do his thing. He was already, he was already good enough before I got there. So um, I think for us collectively as a staff, you know, we just were there to support him in the fall as he got through his, his protocol and got back on the mound when he was 100%. And then I think once he started to trust himself again and realized that, hey, my, my arm's good, I'm ready to do this thing, I think you saw a different guy in the spring. And, uh, man, he was he, he was special to watch there for the first four weeks of the season. Yeah, definitely. He really looked really good. And, obviously, I'm, I'm from, obviously being from Florida, I kind of got to get to see the American Athletic Conference. I've, I've been to USF games before, and, man, he has some lights-out stuff. And, obviously, Carson, obviously, he is one of the lower-ranked top 200 draft prospects. But, you know, this draft this year is so weird. Obviously, only five rounds. There's a lot, you know, it's, there's a lot less risk that these organizations might take on taking a high school prospect. Do you think, with that being said, do you think that that may make Carson, you know, higher up on some of these teams' boards just not only due to what you just said about his the way he works and such and how he is on the field, but because of maybe these teams not wanting to take a risk and such and going after these college players, you think that means Carson might become more of a valuable asset to some of these organizations? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a good point. You know, I think I think there's a handful of teams out there that will think that, you know, the draft is tricky. You know, I mean, it's every year, you know, teams, teams try to look for value in different areas. You know, teams are trying to make deals with guys to get guys at a discount. So, um, you know, it's uh, – it's crazy. I'll tell you this, whoever does get him is getting a, is getting a heck of a person. And um, I truly think that, that his best, his best innings are in front of him. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're watching him, you know, and uh, on TV here in the next, you know, two or three years pitching for a big league club. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Hopefully that is the case. And on, on your guys' end and on his end as well, because I know that definitely must be, that must be a proud moment when you get to see one of your guys being able to go out on the, on the mound for a big league ball club. And that, that must be a really cool moment. Absolutely. Always is. So, um, and then let's get into my next question here. Just, bef- uh, and then we'll get into my final question before I let you go today. And we'll, we'll uh, continue on with this great draft party again. Thanks so much again for joining me, Karsten, on the show. This has been an awesome time to get to talk to you about, you know, the, you as a coach and such, and then also about one of your pitchers, Carson Ragsdale. And, you know, obviously again, the situation is so tough right now, you know, five, only five rounds this year in the draft and so many players that, you know, we're in the USF on the USF team that could have made it to the draft, you know, could have gone to the draft and been drafted this year and possibly, um, what, what is, what do you, how do you tell these players, you know, you just got to keep working and stuff, you know, obviously if some, you know, I know there were probably would have been some players that would have gone to the draft this year and such, um, if it wasn't for, 
it being cut down for next season what do you tell some of these players that maybe did it decided to stay out of the draft this year because of what happened you know everything all the stuff that has happened in the last couple of um, months and days and weeks and such what would you say to those players you know that are going in the next season who want to try and get back into the draft again yeah i mean there's you know hey if, as long as you're wearing a jersey there's still a chance right you know and and um, you know, one thing that that's unique about the draft this year is, is there's still going to be an opportunity for, for guys to sign as free agents, um, you know, a, after the draft. So, you know, we'll probably still have a couple guys that that might do that um, and, and decide to pursue professional baseball. But, you know, I do think that there's a lot of kids across the country that, that this definitely affected and, um, you know, they'll they'll, you know, probably miss their chance on that. But like I said, if, if, if there's, if, if you still have eligibility and you're still, and you're still able to play, man, find something that, you know, that, that you feel like you need to work on to, to help make that next step. And, and hopefully next year is a year for you, you know, so, um, but definitely just encourage guys to keep working and uh, you never know, man. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. Just keep, Hey, as long as you're on that field and you're still throwing and still playing right. and still hitting, you're, you still have a shot to make it to the big leagues. So, um, and then let's get into my sure. last question here. Obviously, we know what you'll be watching over the, these next two days with Carson Ragsdale, one of your pitcher, pitchers you got to work with um, when you were with when he was with USF this past season and the past couple of seasons. Um, but what else are you excited for about these next two days? What, what what players are you excited to see get drafted? Is there players that aren't on USF that are, you know, maybe you just got to know maybe in person, you know, what, what, what are you most excited about this draft these next two days? Yeah. I mean, this, you know, this is a celebration of guys that have, that have worked, you know, their entire amateur career to put themselves in a position to, to get drafted. Um, you know, one thing that I'm probably most excited for is, is to, to see the kids that, you know, that get drafted, that have worked hard, you know, maybe those, those senior signs, or, you know, those guys that have faced adversity like Carson who's had a surgery for them to, to kind of ride that wave, stick it out and get drafted is, is awesome to see, you know, and, and I also love to see the kids that, that have already taken their names out of the draft, the high school guys that have decided, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm going to bet on myself here. And, and, and there's been some pretty big names that have already taken their names out of the draft. So I, it's good to see those guys, you know, that they've chosen the route to go to college first. Um, I, I'm a big believer in that, obviously, you know, I, I think college is awesome. And I think given the chance to do both, I think, I think is great. I mean, my, my years at Florida, you know, pitching in, in Omaha and, and making lifelong friends and then still having the opportunity to play professional baseball after that, um, it, it prepared me. So, so for the high school guys that, that don't, you know, that don't hear your name called, you know, obviously I get it. You're going to be disappointed, man, but, but trust me, the school that, that you end up going to and, and playing for will, will end up being a blessing in disguise. I can promise you that. And you'll be better for it and you'll be ready for pro ball. Uh, when it comes back around. Yeah, definitely. And it's going to be an awesome time to be a college fan too, because of all the different players that, you know, maybe are bailing out of the draft due to the fact that it's only going to be five rounds and the possibility that they won't be drafted this season and they might get less money and such. I mean, do you think that would be great for college baseball and how many eyes will be on college baseball and how big the next couple of years will be? Because I mean, you just think about it. There's going to be a ton of players that are going to be like major league ready. Some of the best players we've seen and, we might be getting to see them the next couple of years due to the fact of everything going on with this only being a five round draft. 
That's right. Yeah, college baseball is, is going to be crazy next year just from a talent standpoint. You know, it, it's going to be fun to be a part of. Um, you know, it's a it's a trickle-down effect, you know, with everything. So it, it, it affects our level. You know, it affects the levels underneath us. You know, Division two junior college is going to be really good. So um, just if, if you're a college baseball fan as a whole, then there's going to be a lot of good baseball to watch next year. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting our guys back on campus and getting on the field and getting to work. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I was so excited for this year to really get to watch some of the games this season. I was really getting into college baseball. This is really my first year that I've really gotten into this college baseball. And because I before this, I really wasn't into college baseball as much and now i've really gotten into it and such and i'm super excited for next season hopefully uh usf next season will have a good year uh, obviously again hopefully the circumstances are well hopefully they can have a season i i'm i'm pretty sure they would i don't see why not but uh enjoy the draft final question though before i let you out we are about 10 minutes away from the first pick being announced who you got with the number one pick tonight i'll tell you what i'm gonna go dark horse uh I'm gonna go with a high school Florida kid. Let's go Zach Veen, high school Florida bat. That's uh, that's kind of my dark my dark horse. I, I watched that kid play uh, last summer, and uh, that kid can hit, man. Yep. So yeah, Zach Veen, man, he's a, he's he's definitely impressive. And a lot of I just was listening to MLB Network. They were saying that he possibly could have been the number one pick if it wasn't for the high school season being canceled. Yeah, he could definitely. He, right. I think he's going to turn some eyes. Though. I, I really do like the kid. I've seen some of his highlights. I mean, he's an incredible athlete. He's going to be, he's, he's a top player in this draft. And I hope he, that'll be interesting. If it will be definitely a big swerve for a lot of people, obviously a lot of people saying that Torkelson will be number one, but if, if Zine gets drafted, I would not be surprised at all either. But uh, Karsten, thank you so much for jumping on the show today, man. It was a pleasure having you on. Thanks again. You're welcome back on any time. Maybe we'll interview, maybe one day I'll interview you more on the show. And uh, again, thanks for having, thanks for jumping on and, uh, have fun with the draft tonight. Enjoy the draft tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Go Bulls. Yeah, go Bulls. I like it. See you. See you, man.